Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hello, my fellow Hempo Sapiens and imbibers of the fiber. I am Vivian McPeak, and your sensitive audio orifices are being sonically stimulated by listening to Hemp Resent on Cannabis Radio through the wonders of this worldwide webcast. If you have feedback, would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hemp Resent, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. In 1982, Richard Stockton became the morning talk show host of WKDA-KDF in Nashville, Tennessee, which was the number one talk show in the Mid-South for two years. In 1986, he became a full-time touring comedian based in San Francisco. In his 36 years as a stand-up comedian, he has appeared on dozens of national TV shows, headlined A-list comedy clubs from coast to coast, improv, punchline, comedy underground, comedy works, and more growing an audience of devotees to his unique take on the human potential movement. His first book, Fondle the Fear, is now in its third printing and is the basis for a TV show by the same name, broadcast by Comcast Television in West Coast Markets. He also creates short stories of transformation for NPR stations, KQED, KUSP, and KAZU in Northern California. He currently produces and hosts Planet Cruise Comedy with Richard Stockton, a live comedy variety show performed at the Real Theater, or at least he has recently. And he's joining me today to share some of his stories with us. Welcome, Richard. The cannabis radio hey vivian hi my brother mm-hmm. so um you got such a a cool uh career and story uh, i'm just curious about what in your early life prepared you to be a stand-up comic what influences or role models contributed to your success as a comic uh, apparently, when I was five years old, uh, so I come from the, I, I was born in the Deep South, uh, Bakersfield, California, and um, uh, it's, it, is a, it is a culture of its own, Bakersfield is, and I have a huge family, the Stocktons are ubiquitous there, we're everywhere in Bakersfield. And uh, so we're having this Thanksgiving dinner, and it is enormous, tables and tables and tables, right? cousins far away coming in and apparently uh just before the tur- turkey was carved in front of everyone 
I, uh, at five years old, uh, got up on the table and did my impression of a dying turkey. Hands around the throat, staggering <laughs> around, obnoxious little kid. My mother, she, she told me, she said, you took two years off my life. Anyway, uh, it was actually well received and uh, uh, I kind of filed that away in my mind. And then uh, years and years and years later, I know it, it's, it's, it's uh, Bill Cosby for all he was and is, he was a great comedian. And when I saw him, it just, when I saw him do Noah on the Ed Sullivan show, I went, oh, I wanna do that. So it, yeah. Yeah, I've always been attracted to comedians, and then uh, I finally got to be one. It, uh, I was I was born at a time when, you know, like I was forty years too late. I wanted to be in vaudeville. I wanted to be in vaudeville, but then stand up comedy came along, and it's kind of like vaudeville. It's very much like vaudeville. You know, life is so, tragic. Uh, life is tragic, and 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 comedy is one of the things that makes it bearable. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I, I get through by making fun of things to, 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 to an excess, actually. Yeah. 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 In your mind, in your mind, what is it that makes a stand-up comic good? What's the secret sauce to making people laugh other than of course, uh, the secret syrup alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Connection. It's about connection. It's not, it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. It's a dialogue between you are connecting with the people and you can connect. When you can, you know, connect, then they can give it up and they can relax. And, you know, you're trying to get that moment when the first, everybody in the first row, it's called a head bob. They go down, you know, you've seen it in a comedy club. Everybody in the first row laughs so hard, their head there, they go down, they bend over and they let all their hair out. And uh, my buddy, Will Durst, he's a um, satirist, political satirist, comedian, uh, he tells me, he goes, man, it's when they lose that air. It's when they expel mm. all their air and they can't breathe. That's when hope comes in. And it's true. You can just see it. You can feel it in the room. Yeah. And you leave them gasping so, uh, for breath, man. You know that you're you, you lose your, well, you think about it. You know, when you like exercise or have sex or you inhale real deeply on a bong or Whatever it is, when you stop breathing, there's a moment which your head clears of all that monkey chatter, right? All the crap bouncing around there. And all of a sudden you can go, oh, wait a minute. And you're trying to get to that, oh, wait a minute moment. So it sounds so, like you uh, have yeah. inhaled You have inhaled on a bong. Are you still an imbiber of the fiber? Imbiber of the fiber. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, it, is, it, is, it is part of my health regime. I tell you, uh, well, like I started running and people tell me that running can damage my joints. That's why I smoke them before I run. Yeah. It's good to be able to run if you're, uh, if you're a doper because you can run for the cops sometimes. And, you know, it's a, a well, I, 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 <laughs> I'm sure we've all run from the police at one time or another. Yeah. yeah. I've even run to them a couple of times. Uh, you know, life is complex. So in addition to being a comic, you're also a musician. You spent some time as a singer and guitar player for a, a country rock band called the Skunk Band that eventually led you to start <laughs> researching the story of the legendary Sam the Skunk Man. And this story kind of touches on the origins of Skunk Bud. And I'm just hoping that you could illuminate us a little bit on some of this t- urban, urban toke lore. 
urban folklore, indeed. It is a circle that coheres, Vivian. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, so it's from a town. It's the same thing about Santa Cruz. It's people in Santa Cruz. They believe in their own magic. They, they, they believe in their own myth. They believe in their own legends. And um, and it's, so this the skunk thing, which came from Santa Cruz County, it was developed in Santa Cruz County about half a century ago. I didn't even know that. I, here, I, I'm this old hippie, and it just, I, I was walking down the street. So I'm walking down the street in Seabright, which is one of the, a cool neighborhood of, uh, of Santa Cruz, and this woman stops me, elderly woman. She's very well dressed, dressed to the nine. She's got a tiny little dog with her, clearly not from Santa Cruz. And she says, uh, sir, do you live here? And I said, yeah. Yeah, I do. How can I help you, ma'am? And she said, wow, I really love this town. I love it. But everywhere I go in this town, I smell skunks. I do not see them, but I smell skunks everywhere here. And I go, yeah, well, they're shy. They, they like to stay in the backyard. And in truth, in the fall, you can just walk around Santa Cruz and it, it smells like the town is full of skunks. There are many backyard growers here. And um, it turns out that uh, I, 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 missed, I missed everything. I was playing, I got playing for this band. This was in the eighties. And uh, I got a gig singing, playing guitar for the skunk band. Well, I didn't get it. I mean, I, I am absolutely one of the most naive people you've ever met. I. I used, I'm six feet tall, I used to be six one, but I'm compressing. I think I'm, I'm just getting denser and denser. <laughs> and, and because I, I do, I, I miss these things. And I'm playing for the skunk band. And uh, I asked the leader of the skunk band, I said, I actually said, where did this name come from? He looked at me like I was crazy. And he hands me a joint. And I still didn't get it. I still didn't get it. But I got to tell you, that weed they had, it was so pungent. And it gave me this uncanny ability to focus on detail. I mean, weeds that way anyway. It lets us come to the microcosm rather than the macrocosm, right? Especially sativa. And, but, uh, you know, I'd look at the fretboard of my guitar and like if we wanted to put a, a, a guitar lead into a different, um, a different key, transposing it was just, I could just see it. It was almost like I was looking at the keyboard of a piano and I'm like wow that is amazing weed well the skunk band I moved on they moved on and I forgot about them and I forgot about their weed for 40 years and then in 2018 I moved to the south Santa Cruz County town of Watsonville I found this farm out in the vineyards and these really cool people let me set up my Airstream trailer for a crash pad in Santa Cruz and I became friends with the, the owner of the farm, Wayne. And Wayne, crazy old dude, could not stop rattling on about his frozen weed seeds. And you know, this is stoner babble. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I'm, I'm trying to be polite. And I look. So a year rolls on and he keeps talking about these seeds. And he, may, he talks about some character called Sam the Skunk Man. And after a while, I talked to a couple other people in the community and 
wow, this is starting. Maybe this is this is a real story. And I start researching who Sam the Skunk Man is. And Wayne's story turns out to be true. And it goes like this. In actually, actually hold, hold, hold that, hold that you thought bet. and leave us to I will do it. Leave us teetering on the precipice of this historical chronicling of the origins of skunk. We're going to take a quick, we're going to roach this segment, roll up a fatty one, and come right back. <laughs> and then we're going to find out the 411 on the 420, man. So we'll be right back. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hello, baby. I am Pepe Lapu. We are back uh, on Hemp Present here with the uh, the lowdown on the hoedown here. Uh, so, so you were just telling us, Richard Stockton, uh, about uh, about the origins of skunk and Sam the Skunk Man. Who who is Sam the Skunk Man? Okay, Sam the Skunk Man. Um, when our story, let's take our story back to 1978, and that's when Sam the Skunk Man was starting to he had created sacred seeds his name was actually david watson and he developed cannabis seed strains in watsonville california in his little little very small uh uh, uh grow house um and um he wasn't sam the skunk man yet but he was putting out uh he was the, he actually was the first person who ever created a seed company in the United States. Anyway, in 1978, my buddy Wayne wants to grow. He hears about Dave Watson. He, he buys 100 seeds of flying skunks from sacred seeds, paid $1 a seed, but he couldn't grow them out. Life happened, you know, he got married, pregnant, whatever, and he couldn't grow out the seeds, but he reads on the back of the package, they'll keep longer if you freeze them. So that's what Wayne did. He froze all 100 seeds. Well, some of his buddies were also growing out David Watson's new strain uh, with sacred seeds. And um, 
it was incredible. And Wayne knew he had something incredible with his frozen seeds. And it was almost like Bilbo Baggins' obsession with the ring, you know, Frodo and the ring and the Lord of the Rings. Wayne became more and more obsessed with his seeds, talking to everybody about him. And, and I finally realized, wait a minute, this is a real story. This is the real thing. And so I say, hey, Wayne, hey, Wayne, <laughs> let me grow them. And he, so, and he says, I don't know, they're so old. They've been frozen. You know, they probably won't grow. And well, he gave me 40 of them, 38 of them germ germinated, and we grew this weed. And the, <laughs> the hoop house is about 150 yards from my trailer. And the inside of my trailer smells like skunks lived in it. It was the most, yeah. And so I, we really do have something. So I wrote this article for Cannabis Chronicles. And um, lo and behold, I get from Amsterdam. Or no, 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 he's in the Netherlands, I think. Anyway, David Watson, who had changed his name to Sam the Skunk Man, uh, emails me about the seeds. And so he's telling me what I've got, what I got wrong with the article. Um, because, you know, 50 years ago, I spoke with three Santa Cruz seed producers from the 70s about skunk, and I got three different stories. All I know for certain is these guys can smoke me into the table. I have no idea uh, about, Sam, about Sam the Skunk Man, he's a marketing genius, benevolent scientist, fast-talking opportunist, maybe he's all those things. But what Sam did was in the early 80s, he took these, this, he had been putting together uh, Afghan and Colombian and Acapulco Golds. And he was experimenting. He wanted to bring the height down from Colombian, which grows really tall. And, you know, back then you went to prison if you were caught growing weed. So, to escape the cops, he wanted the heights to come down and he wanted to mitigate the smell of something. So he mixed, kept mixing these together and he came up with, with, I guess, what is now skunk number one. You can buy it. You can go on. There's a guy out of Oakland selling it. And uh, he took it to Amsterdam, became a big star over there. Everybody loved the skunk weed and he changed his name to Sam the Skunk Man. Uh, Sam reached out to me with a couple emails explaining to me what I got right and what I got wrong. And uh, the uh, and what he took over there um, was true, true breeding. You know, he'd done he'd done five or seven or whatever. What what the seeds that Wayne bought were the F1s or F2s. This is this is what what Sam the skunk man told me. They were the F1s or F2s before he actually got to skunk number one. And so, uh, and, and his Sam's story is, you know, like the police busted his Watsonville seed operation. I think it was in 1982. And he sneaked back in and recovered all his seeds. And he went to Amsterdam and Neville Schoenmachers of the Seed Bank of Holland uh, started selling skunk number one. And uh, they started making, as you know, there's like a thousand different versions of skunk now. Right. But the thing that's interesting about Wayne's seeds is 
these are these precede skunk. They are the F ones, and, and and you and I grow them out, and it's amazing the array. I, there are some of them, little fat Afghani things that are like three feet tall, two feet tall. There are Colombian, uh, there are Colombian phenotypes that come out that are so tall. I don't know how tall. We had to cut them off. We had to keep cutting them off. They wouldn't fit in the hoop house. Right. So you you get this array of F1 types. It takes a real nerd to get into this. But you know, you know Jeff, I was, I was just going to say that uh, I'm up here in, in Washington State in the Pacific Northwest, which is kind of Northern Lights uh, region. Right. And uh, we were talking before the show how, you know, legalization has changed a lot of things, a lot of states with the brick and mortar stores. And I mean, I remember the odiferous pungence that would stimulate the sensitive olfactory glands of the nose. I would remember getting weed that was, you couldn't have it on your body and get in an elevator without everybody in the <laughs> elevator knowing you're like, who's got the skunk bud, man, like knock you over. I mean, you used to have to put Weird. three or four different Ziploc baggies to fly on a plane, you know, just to try to get this and, you know, put it with it with a, uh, with a dryer, uh, one of those dryer things, you know, just to try to change the smell of it. And the weed now, I go into the rec store and I get the what we call here 502 weed because it's that's our our law that legalized it, and it doesn't have much of a smell. And I miss the oh, sticky, gooey, light green. Just you could literally take a bud, stick it on the wall, and it would be there for about ten minutes before it would fall. Did you notice yeah, a change yeah. in, in the wreck weed that it's a little different, that it doesn't smell skunky? I don't really like, I honestly, I don't buy dispensary weed. And, 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 and you know, like you put, like probably, I know so many people who grow such amazing varieties that I, I don't go, I don't go to dispensary. Well, look at where, where you right. live, right? It's where you live, man. It's that's the, well, the it's cradle Santa of Santa Cruz. Is, it's just, yeah. It's the Cruz is where it all it, started in America. <laughs> <laughs> I it, it yeah it may have in that in that respect. Uh, so there's this guy. Uh, we got about Jade 30, Nectar. 30, uh, we got about thirty seconds. So, all right, Jade Nectar. Uh, uh, yeah, um, Jeff Nordahl of Jade Nectar is a grower. He does he just he's, he he does a lot of public domain stuff. He's really doing tremendous work to to keep uh, to keep uh, strains free to the public. He just grew some out and he just called me this morning and he said, this stuff is the smelliest stuff I've ever had in my life. He goes, I smoked some last night, picked some last night. He goes, I'm driving in my car. My wife goes, good Lord, go take a shower. Anyway, so it is, it's very, very odiferous. Right on. Well, um, we're going to take another quick break, but don't go anywhere because we have a fat sack of a third segment to fire up here in just a second. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're coming right back. On him present with Richard Stockton. Uh, Richard, your, your, your skunkalicious uh, tale of Toklore has been most illuminating. Um, you know, you are, you're down there in California. Uh, I'm surprised you're not in Stockton, California, actually. Uh, one would but, think. I, one I, th- would I think, think we'd be talking about, I would, we would be talking about meth if I was in Stockton. Oh, yeah. but, yes, <laughs> sad but true, man, sad but true. Man. As, <laughs> As a third generation, as a fifth generation Californian, who's all three of my kids are born in California, um, I, I feel your misery there. Um, but you know, Santa Cruz. You know, when I was growing up in, in L.A., right, in West L.A., you know, Santa Cruz mm-hmm. was kind of like a hippie mecca. The cruise is is what it, we called mm-hmm. it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, there was surfing and there was hippies and back to the landers, um, and you know, it was one of the bread baskets of of you know, homegrown cannabis weed uh, at the time. You, what, what's Santa Cruz like today? Um, in terms of weed, it's still it's still roaring strong. It's 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 well, we've gotten hit with. Uh, I think your I think um, Ricky was talking about commodification of of weed and right. commodification of everything in Santa Cruz. It's yeah. so expensive to live there. Gentrification. So well, there's gentrification too, yeah, but everything costs money there. And what that is one thing that has been been hard for the sensibility of the '60s that we, we that was developed in Santa Cruz. I mean, it was really. I went I went to UCSC in 1968. Yeah, and. Uh, one of my one of the people I attended the class with was Dr. Timothy Leary, who was <laughs> actually there. He never was on the faculty, but that's the kind of place it was. And and uh, yeah, it it's it's much the same like that. It it has big city problems now, but in terms of cannabis, um, there is tremendous work, and scientists are working there and it's yeah it's quite a scene it's really cool there uh we finally we finally uh achieved the ability to 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 work with new strains new whatever and that's that's what's so interesting about Wayne's seeds is they're ancient and the the genetics are from like 50 years ago you can't get once you start taking a strain and messing with it which is a great thing to do but you're coming up with bubblegum, whatever, weed that is a combination of all these things. You lose the ability to access the original. And the thing about Wayne Seeds, these are F1s 
There is Afghani. I mean, you're getting an Afghani plant from 50 years ago. It's really, you're getting it's, a it's, Columbia. It's really, it's really a science today, you know. And and I have to tell you that I had Terry Haggerty, the guitar player of Sons of Champlin, which was a huge uh-huh. San Francisco psychedelic era band. And Tina, I, I had Tina the guitarist. I had Terry Haggerty on the show um, about maybe six months ago, and he also has strains that he's been growing for the last 50 years, and he may or may have not sent me through the mail uh, some of his primo weed. He may or may not have done that. You know, I can't confirm yeah. that he would actually do something crazy like that. And you may and or I, may not be able to I tell me how it And I may have not enjoyed it. And it's just, it, it all comes back. It and that amazing. really reminds me of what weed used to smell and taste like. You know, we, we, we got about 50 seconds uh, or 30 seconds left uh, to talk. Um, richardstockton.com, is that right? Go to richardstockton.com. Uh, you can see my comedy on YouTube at Richard Stockton Comedy. And I have an article coming out in Skunk Magazine, I'm told. You, yes. Maybe you could, you could I, tell I, them more I about have, that. I, have, I can substantiate the rumors that the winter issue of Skunk Magazine has a story very similar to the one that you've told with even more embellishments on it. <laughs> Good, good, good. Well, Richard, thank you so much for taking a part in this. It's great to talk to you, my friend, and I hope that we will stay in touch. Let's stay in touch, Vivian. See you, Ricky. Bye, guys. That concludes this installment of Hamburgers on Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. The Hampersent intro music is Seven Mile Beach by Joanne Rand, and the outro music is Take Back the Plant by Stickerbush. Stay strong. See you next week. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.